Hey there, it's Mitch here. And before we get into today's episode, our spring membership drive has officially sprung and we've got one heck of a giveaway. When you make a donation in any amount to Vermont Public by March 16th, you'll be entered to win a new roof valued up to $15,000 thanks to Vermont Construction Company. Your support makes everything we do possible. Make a gift today so we can keep bringing you the trustworthy, reliable news you count on day in and day out. To make your gift, head to vermontpublic.org donate. And thanks. From Vermont Public, this is The Frequency. I'm Mitch Wertlieb. It's Saturday, February 3rd, which means you're listening to a special weekend edition of the podcast featuring the Capitol Recap, which is a bit different today, with a special feature from my colleague Peter Hirschfeld. Jamie Draper and his wife Linda subsist on an annual income of about $28,000. Most Vermonters experiencing that level of financial hardship are eligible for publicly funded insurance that covers virtually all their health care costs. But the Drapers are among a class of residents that is not allowed to enjoy the full benefits of Vermont's Medicaid program. And the feature that disqualifies them might shock you. Vermont Public's Peter Hirschfeld has the details coming up in this week's edition of the Capital Recap after this. The Frequency is supported by MVP Healthcare, offering Medicare Advantage plans made for Vermont and guided by doctors. In partnership with the UVM Health Network. Info at uvmhealthadvantage.com. Jamie Draper's resume is about as Vermont as it gets. He worked at a milk bottling plant in Fairfield and his grandfather's sawmill in Morrisville. He spent two years at the asbestos mines in Eden and cleared ski trails with a scythe at Stowe Mountain back when the resort's signature draw was an American steel and wire single chair up Mount Mansfield. 15, 20 of us would line right up on the ski trail and each would take a like a roll-like. That's, yeah. that's an honest day's work? Yeah. After a lifetime of honest work in painting, construction, property maintenance, and other hard labors, Draper and his wife have retired to a multi-unit apartment complex in Jeffersonville. So how old are you? I don't tell people my age. <laughs> 80? Going to be 84 in April. Draper's age matters right now because it's the reason that his and Linda's household finances are in such poor shape. Last year, they received a cost-of-living increase in their Social Security benefits, and it put them $18 over the monthly income limit needed to qualify for a program that pays for their Medicare supplemental insurance. That $18 has cost them $329.80 per month in lost benefits, and in a house where expenditures on things like food and car insurance and laundry are recorded to the penny on white-lined paper, it's been an excruciating financial setback. It's hard. With the way the food prices and stuff are, um, I've had to use credit card. It's either that or I don't get any food or I go begging or whatever. If the Drapers were under 65, their income would be well below the threshold needed to qualify for a state Medicaid program that covers almost all health care costs for low-income Vermonters. But the moment someone turns 65, they have to enroll in Medicare, 
And once they do, it becomes harder to access health care subsidies. And suddenly, happy birthday, they're 65, and they find they no longer qualify for Medicaid supports, for the supports to make sure they can get the care they need. That's Mike Fisher, chief of the Vermont Office of the Healthcare Advocate. We hear this story all the time at the healthcare advocate's office. People who are, they're mystified. They don't understand what happened to them. Vermonters making up to $1,700 a month for an individual are eligible for full Medicaid benefits. Once they reach the age of 65 and have to enroll in Medicare, the income cutoff for equivalent subsidies drops to $1,255 a month. Fisher is asking Vermont lawmakers to solve the problem by increasing income limits for the Medicare Savings Program. The issue is resonating with lawmakers like Essex Junction Representative Lori Houghton, the Democratic Chair of the House Committee on Health Care. She's introduced a bill that's modeled on legislation passed in Maine last year. Representative Jessica Fay chairs the House Committee on Appropriations in the Maine legislature. It really was a matter of economic justice. Faye says previous income limits for the Medicare Savings Program in Maine had the effect of penalizing older women especially, because they historically had less earning power over their lifetimes. The data shows that, that, that over time, their retirement money is just so much lower. Pam Spatafora knows the feeling. The Middlebury resident sacrificed the last few years of her professional career so she could be an unpaid caregiver for her husband after he developed Alzheimer's. I just wasn't really comfortable having him home by himself. When Spatafora's husband died and his Social Security benefit ended, her monthly income dropped substantially. But, like the Drapers, even though she's a low-income senior, she isn't quite poor enough to qualify for the Medicare Savings Program. Spatafora has a progressive eye condition that makes her eyes watery and sensitive to sunlight and could eventually lead to blindness. Her doctor prescribed eye drops to treat the condition, but they're not covered by her Medicare plan and would have cost almost $400 a month out of pocket. I can't afford that. I've just foregone drugs that I probably could, probably could use because, you know, now I'm on a really fixed income. Dr. Mark Passanen with the University of Vermont Medical Center says the so-called Medicare cliff is an inexplicable policy quirk that's having real-world effects on older Vermonters. People do what they do when medical debt hits them. They start making decisions around, you know, food, heat, rent, medicines. Passanen says he's increasingly worried about what's going to happen as more low-income Vermonters age into the Medicaid program and lose the more robust benefits they get in Medicaid. Those fears are compounded by the fact that Vermont has the second-highest median age in the nation. It's, it's bad health outcomes. It's increased costs down the road. Legislation that would increase eligibility for the Medicare Savings Program to 150 percent of the federal poverty level is under review in the House Committee on Health Care. The Scott administration says the problem lawmakers are trying to solve is real. But a spokesperson for the Department of Vermont Health Access says money needed to fund the legislation is not included in the governor's budget proposal because it would increase the tax burden on working Vermonters. Pam Spatafora says the reform is long overdue. And she has one question for any elected official who thinks the income limits should stay where they are now. Could you live on $1,255 a month? I just want you to tell me 
how you would live on that money. What would you do to live on that money? What would you give up? Would you give up food? <laughs> would you give up gas in your car? For Vermont Public, I'm Peter Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening to The Frequency today. Our executive producer is Kevin Trevelin, and our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Mitch Wertlieb. Talk to you next week. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.